Hey everybody, it's Benny J, and this is Internal Explosion, the podcast. Today's theme is the lone wolf. I'm sure you've all heard of the idea of a lone wolf. Well, in nature, despite some popular belief or maybe even opinions on this, the lone wolf, in theory, is all about propagating the species, making sure that the, the species itself is able to survive. So there'll be one wolf who will go away from the pack in order to secure a mate. And in doing so, they'll be able to have more little baby wolfies. So once they have the baby wolfies, then they're able to go back to the original pack and become communal once more. Because wolves by nature want to be a part of a community. They are social animals, they thrive together. They don't do so well apart. But for whatever reason, it's almost like a, let's call it a genetic preservation, this lone wolf mentality, uh, when it's playing out in nature. Uh, it's a little bit different when you look at a person who is living as a lone wolf. Uh, the way that we look at lone wolf is drastically different than the actual wolf. And what I've noticed is people have a tendency to use it in a way that's isolating. They use it in a way that really keeps them far away from other people, where they're being more self-protective than thoughtful about what it means to be in connection with others. They're typically fearful of being hurt because they've already been hurt by people in their past. And much like Bessel van der Kolk, a really great author, there's a book out there called The Body Keeps the Score. And in that thinking, when your body has been abused, when your body has encountered any kind of stimulus that has caused it harm, any kind of trauma, your body will never forget that. So many of us have had that happen. So we become physically reactive, which can create an emotional and a, and a cognitive reaction uh, to all of the things that could be happening at any given moment based on what's happened to us in our pasts. Uh, so it's really important to look at this lone wolf and question, what is the actual purpose of behaving this way? Is it indeed helpful to the person or is it going to hurt them? Uh, I would venture to say, generally speaking, the way that we perceive the idea of lone wolf is pretty damaging because it isolates us. It takes us away from society, sometimes on a small level, sometimes society as a whole. People just basically uh, hermit themselves. They crawl in a, a dark space. Uh, they get the mood lighting set. They get their beautiful Nintendo Switch out, and they just go to town, but they do it all by themselves. The thing is, all of the things that people typically use to try to comfort themselves are by, de they're by design something that another person created. And there's a, there's a sense of connectivity when we use these devices. Even, let's just say the Nintendo Switch, for instance. It gives us a false sense of connection to other people, much like our phones or many other pieces of technology can give us that sense of we are with people. But there's this slight hollowness to it. It's a bit holographic, if you will. 
And bottom line is those who isolate are typically avoiding something or someone. Uh, it's really important, though, for people to recognize this so that they can start to step out of their fear and go move back toward the pack, the pack of people, that is. I don't think, what are we? We're groups of people. We're not herds. We're not flocks. Uh, we're not packs. What, what do you call a group of people? A group of people? I think we should make up a word, but not right now. So moving forward, uh, we've covered some of the negatives here about this idea of a lone wolf. What are some of the possibilities of having positives uh, with this mentality of being a lone wolf? So I would take the, I would take the lone and the wolf out of it. I would say that at times it's necessary for us to be alone. Uh, if we need to reflect on something, uh, if we need to go back and process through all the things that had happened concerning whatever uh, issues that we're dealing with in any given moment, uh, I think it's important that we take time to sometimes decompress, to just relax a little bit because maybe we're overwhelmed because we over-socialized for a moment. We've drained our battery, we've become fatigued, and we haven't taken the time to take care of ourselves to recharge, to replenish the dopamine, the serotonin. Uh, we, can, we can abuse the oxytocin we get from the connection with other people. And when that happens and that stuff is depleted, those neurotransmitters are lowered to the point where we almost could feel depressed, some of us. Uh, and that might actually lead us into uh, some lonely spaces. So I would encourage all of you to be very balanced in the way that you interact with people. Make sure you do take some time alone to really think through what it is that's going on in your life, um, process through what you valued out of what's happened so far, how you hope things can continue to happen, or maybe even change over time, and how you could be a big player in that process. Um, so a couple thoughts about what's happened to me. Uh, throughout my life concerning this lone wolf mentality. At this point, I don't consider myself a lone wolf at all. I know I need other people. There is no doubt. The biggest struggle throughout my life was accepting the vulnerability, trusting others enough to want to go back to them and talk to them, to be with them. Uh, because there was always risk inherent in spending time with other people who had competing thoughts uh, maybe there were conflicts between us emotionally. Uh, maybe we anticipated each other too much. And in that anticipation, we built up some faulty senses of who they were to us or who we were to them. All of this can lend itself to creating spaces of fear, uh, anticipating that what we're going to come into is going to damage us further. And it's easy at that point to think to ourselves, well, why would I even go back? What could it possibly bring me? But you see how that easily becomes very inwardly focused. I'm no longer concerned about us. Now I'm concerned about me. The self-preservation piece, although it's not necessarily wrong to have it because it is a very natural, reflexive way for us to deal with uh, avoiding more pain, it doesn't lend itself to giving us opportunity to bridge the gaps between us and other people. Um, so for myself, I went through a lot of trauma growing up. 
There was emotional abuse. Uh, there was physical abuse. There was some sexual abuse vicariously through someone else. Uh, and then there were some spiritual abuses that I had endured. Now, I know that that idea of spiritual abuse is uh, questioned within the realm of uh, what is what constitutes as abuse. That's fine. All I know is spirituality can easily be used as a manipulative tool against us if people chose to use it that way. Uh, so in dealing with all of those things growing up, in my development, it made me very wary of other people because over and over again, I'd be worried that if I go, if I go back to these people, if I get around the wrong type of person again, it's inevitable that I'm going to get hurt. And that risk in itself would scare me. And I'd sit back and think, why should I go back over there? Why should I go to a place that's going to keep harming me? And I'd think that on one hand, but on the other hand, I'd be, again, dying inside to be with people because I knew that's where the good feelings were. I knew that's where that at least momentary sense of fulfillment socially came from. And as I struggled with those things, it took me a long time to start to de-escalate in my heart. All of the anticipatory anxiety that came along with these traumas, the constant emotional reactivity to everything, having an incredibly fragile ego and a very weak sense of myself, uh, it made everything feel scary. Because when you're not secure in who you are, you're not secure in who you are in God, who you are in your family, what, what all this represents, you don't get to go out into the world with a sense of security. And if you don't even start at a foundational level with a sense of security, everything's going to feel like it's going to break you. And that feeling is of some of the worst we can feel next to the feeling of loneliness. So my encouragement to all of you is if you've had trauma, uh, if you've had things that create emotional reactivity in you, which you undoubtedly have, please don't hesitate to go and seek out a therapist. Go seek out someone that you trust, someone that you deem is wise. Um, if you're not sure and you don't know how to get there, Ask somebody else if they have recommendations. Pray. Ask God to give you some guidance, lead you into a space where you could find that. And for the love of all things good, don't be a lone wolf. Only if it's going to help you for a short time to be reflective, to carefully process through stuff that's going on in your life, or if you're trying to get something done that is of dire importance that requires absolute attention. Well, thank you all so much for taking a moment to listen to this podcast. Again, this is Benny J, Internal Explosion, the podcast. Have a great night.